There's never a dull moment when it comes to Minnesota sports. Rather, it's positives or negative. Minnesota Sports Chat has you covered. Talking nothing but Minnesota sports all year long. It's time now for the soon-to-be award-winning, if only in his own mind, Minnesota Sports Chat with your host, Ross Brendel. Here we go, edition number 170 of the soon-to-be award-winning Minnesota Sports Chat. Award-winning, if only in my own mind. Please rate and review Minnesota Sports Chat on the Apple machine and on the Spotify machine. And please don't forget to tell your friends and family all about this podcast. Don't forget if you're so inclined to see my ugly mug and the much more prettier faces of the guests on this program, you can now check it out on YouTube as well. Just search either my name, Ross Brendel, or Minnesota Sports Chat. It'll be there for you. And if you're listening, by the way, to Minnesota Sports Chat and the Score North Taxi Squad feed, I encourage you to subscribe to Minnesota Sports Chat wherever it is that you get your podcasts. Today on the pod, we are fulfilling, much to my delight, the monthly or thereabouts Manny quota with Mr. Manny Hill from Jazz 88 and Score North. He is on that Twitter machine at Manny Hill 84. I, by the way, am on that Twitter machine at the Ross Brendel and the Instant Machine as well. Manny, my guy, how you been? Good. Busy, 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 but good. It, I feel like I, I think we must have hit the Manny quota towards the end of, of May. It's May, a Manny quota because yes. it feels like we just I was just on maybe just like a couple of weeks ago. It's a quick turnaround. And I'm I, not complaining, by the way. I know I'm just it just. Time just seems to go by. Really well, fast. you know, you did say I was just on. So, you know what, Manny? If you don't want to be on, you can get the hell out of here. <laughs> no, I love it. It's, it's, it's great. I enjoy it. Uh, speaking of one person who may or may not be getting the hell out of here pretty soon. Reed gets it to Towns, lets it fly from deep. Oh, oh my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Cats land on their feet. And Towns somehow picks that in. And that's a bit of an older call, courtesy of Bally Sports North, with uh, Dave Benz on the call. Was that, was that the uh, was that the shot in Memphis that he hit to force overtime at home against Oklahoma City? Is what that one was. Okay, there was one I remember he hit from like half court to force overtime in Memphis a couple of years. He ago. also did that against the Clippers at one point, didn't he? Hit like a half court shot or close to it to force overtime, or maybe even maybe. to win a game against the Clippers back in the day. Maybe, maybe. Uh, he tells our guy Patrick Beverly. Well, Manny, I guess they're both our guys. Cat, our current guy, Patrick yeah. Beverly, our old guy. I'm only going to give you what I've seen. I have not listened to the pod, and I'll be honest, I don't really have any interest in listening to the pod. But here's the quote from our guy, Carl Anthony Towns, to our other guy, Patrick Beverly. When my time is up and I retire, there will be people that say I changed the game. Manny, agree or disagree with Carl Anthony Towns' assessment of himself? Um... Your smile and I, chuckle says it all. Well, I, I 
here's the, here's what I'll say. I'm going to defend him a tiny bit, by the way, when you're yeah, done. I, I, yeah, I will too. And and I, I think, I guess where I'm going with it is I really appreciate Cat's confidence. And I, and I think, you know, in the NBA, to be successful, you have to be confident. I mean, that's just, even if, you know, e- even if, you know, people may disagree with what you're saying. I mean, you have to have, you have to believe what you're saying with some conviction. Otherwise, you know, what do you, what do you, what are you here for? Um, as far as, you know, changing the game, I mean, I mean, I guess to a, to a certain degree, kind of, um, I think he's been, I, I think what Cat has done as a player is he's, he's, I think he's certainly came into the NBA at the right time in the right era. Um, because he came into the league in, in 2015 at a time where the three-point shot was really starting to um people were starting to realize the the value of the three-point shot and and the fact that he was a seven-footer and could step in and hit three-pointers at a pretty efficient clip. Um he, he fit in, he fit right in. And, you know, and that's been a benefit for him. It's been kind of his calling card as a player. So in, in that aspect, I'll, I'll kind of defend him and say, look, yeah, he's, I don't know if he's would be the sole reason of changing the game, so to speak. Um, but I, I definitely think that he should be able to take some ownership to being a part of kind of a revolution of, big men that are able to, to to step outside and hit and hit three point shots. We've seen even the the you know Nikola Jokic who's probably the best player in the league now um just won a championship. You know, he's a guy that tends to be more of a bruiser inside, but he can also step outside and hit three point shots. We've seen Joel Embiid who won the MVP this year, kind of the same thing. He's able to do that too. Not quite as efficient as Cat, but he's able to do that. And and I think when you think about shooting big men, Carl Anthony Towns is one of the first guys that comes to mind. If you're talking about current players in the NBA, he's one of the first guys you think of. So I, I didn't really have too much of an issue with it. Do I like fully a hundred percent agree with it? No, but I appreciate, I appreciate his honesty and his confidence. Where you went with your response, Manny is exactly kind of where I was going to go and where I'll stay but then I'll turn it around at the end and say where he's wrong. Where where he's right is exactly what you said. The evidence is pretty indisputable when you're talking about shooting big men that can athletically do what he does and even by the percentages do what he does. There's not many players that can do that. So he is right from that standpoint. To a degree, he is changing the game. But Manny, unless he wins an NBA Finals or two, yeah. it go out 15, 20 years from now, nobody is going to say he changed anything, even if he did, because all sports, for the most part, your legacy is driven by either championships or you were a generational Hall of Fame player. And at this point, maybe he works his way into being a Hall of Fame player, but he's nowhere near sniffing an NBA championship. So you're not going to get credit for changing the game if you're not even currently one of the best players in the current NBA. I mean, he's not even getting MVP votes. 
So how right. can you go down in the history of being this transcendental, the right word, that has changed the game? You, you can't until you start doing those things, whether they're with the Minnesota Timberwolves or with another team. So that's where I'm not buying it. I will say in today's world, and I did the exact same thing, but I was honest about it. I didn't listen to the entire thing. I'm only going with the quote that pretty much everybody is running with. And this quote, by the way, also comes on the heels of Towns being uh, basically showing that one day he could hold elected office when he tweets out the rumors about me with the Timberwolves are only as true or untrue as Minnesota makes them out to be. How political of an answer is that? So he should have he should have pulled the Stefan Diggs. There's truth to all rumors. There, there's truth to all which rumors. Which is a great which is a great all time quote no, from Stefan Diggs. No, it is, and we don't have to get into it. But Stefan going through his own thing, whatever it is with the Buffalo Bills right now. Correct. Yeah. Shocked, I say, Manny. Shocked, I say. But uh, you know, Towns continues to be uh, again. Uh, I want it to work here. I'm not convinced it's going to work here when the season ended. I think I told you, I told this to Doogie. I think he'll be traded. Doogie said, yeah, I can buy that, but I still think it's likely going to be next year. I don't know if things have changed since then. We've seen reports on the interwebs that there are people that think he'll be traded within the next few weeks. And that's kind of where I want to go now. Where do you think Carl Anthony Towns is playing next year, Manny? I'm going to stick with my gut reaction after the Timberwolves season, that they're going to find a way to move on from him. And it's not necessarily a full indictment on him. It's a realization of where they're at cap-wise, that you can't just have so many players making really good money the way that the NBA cap is going to be constructed in the next year or two. Yeah, I mean, the way things are set up, you know, with the with the CBA kicking in, the, the new rules, uh, you know, the NBA is trying really hard to make sure that, like, teams are not able to form the super teams, the Golden, the, the 73 Golden State Warriors, 73 thank, win Golden State Warriors. Thank goodness, Manny. Thank goodness. Yeah. This has been, Although, can I, can I, I'll hop in really quickly. Sorry. You, yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, I'm bad at that. Sorry. Right. Um, this has been very refreshing for me as much as I don't want to cheer for anything Wisconsin, but to see the Toronto Raptors, Milwaukee Bucks, and Denver Nuggets all win finals in the last handful of years is great for me because what was my big complaint to you, Manny, that I used to always give you? You can look back 30 years and find eight champions, right? At least yeah. now it's it's leveling the playing field where if the Timberwolves could just get out of their own way with their own organizational and aptitude, I don't feel like it's impossible anymore for them to win an NBA finals where 15 years ago, I would have said, no, the deck is stacked against them and 25 other teams in the league. Yeah. And, and, and that's, and that's going to change. And, and we've, we've even seen it to your point. We've seen it in the last couple of years of with the bucks winning and, and, you know, Denver winning the other night and, and um, you know, the, the, the different teams, you know, you mentioned Toronto, um, the league is putting rules in place to where to try and keep that from happening. Now, I will say, you know, the, the Warriors super team was, that was a very unique circumstances. The circumstance, the Warriors got very lucky to be in the position that they were in because they got Steph Curry on a very cheap team friendly contract at that time. And so because of that, they had the cap space to go and get Kevin Durant. If Steph would have been making what he probably should have been making at that time, what he was worth, 
the Warriors probably wouldn't have had the cap space to even sign KD, which, you know, would have been interesting to see what would have happened with him at that time. But to your overall point, though, yeah, the league is making it difficult for teams to be able to have three, four, five, you know, expensive, super expensive players on your roster. Um, and so the Wolves are going to have to figure something out. If it's if it's not going to be trading Cat, it's going to be, you know, they have to figure out what they're going to do with Rudy Gobert. You know, if it's not Rudy Gobert, then you're running the risk of having to say goodbye to, a, you know, potentially a Jaden McDaniels type of player. Um, I certainly don't think that they want to be on board with moving on from Anthony Edwards. I mean, that would just be foolish at this point. Um, so, yeah, they got to figure something out. Cat's contract is going to kick in. His new Supermax contract is going to kick in after this coming season. He's going to be making upwards of $50 million a year. That, I think, would make it even harder to, to trade him. Um, so, you know, if the Wolves if the Wolves want to run this thing back, which we have heard rumblings that they want to do that, you know, it's going to be – they're going to have to make a decision at some point because this is just – to your original point, this is just not going to be a feasible thing for them to do going forward. Darren Doogie Wolfson, when he joins this podcast, he's dropped this line a few times, and I love it. And he says this in reference to when he's talking to maybe agents, could be general managers, and I guess to a degree reporters, is why is this person lying to me? Like that's what he always thinks when people are talking to him. Doesn't mean that he knows they're lying, but he's thinking in his head basically what they're saying. If it's not the truth, why wouldn't it be the truth? And when you hear all these rumblings, I saw Johnny K tweeted out and some other people have had it too. The Wolves' desire is to run it back. Well, that could be a flat-out lie just to drive up value for everybody on your roster. So just because people who are close to the team tweet that out, I'm not calling Johnny a liar, far be it. I mean, he's far more plugged in than I'll ever be, especially with that team. I'm just saying it is possible he's getting information that's told to him as truth but the people that are telling it to him, it might not be truth. You know, they're they're yeah. tell, they're telling it to him in truth, but it really isn't. And and on Cat's departure, if it's not this year, it'll still be soon. Just because Manny, it's logic to your point. They're going to have to pay, and they probably want to pay Jaden McDaniel's. You yes. can't have all these guys on one roster making a lot of money, and you're going to build around Ant going forward for the next five to seven years. So the only way to do that and to keep him happy is to give him the money and get some other money off the books, which, oh, by the way, you get Cat's money off the books, and a couple years down the road, you're probably going to get Rudy's money off the books too. So it's just it's a process to get to where the Wolves want to be, but a part of the process can't be having those four guys making top dollar unless the other eight guys on the roster are all going to play for the minimum, and that's probably not going to happen. Well, and, you know, the – to the point about that, you know, the the desire, their desire is to run it back. I mean, they can desire to run it back all they want, but at the end but of the day, you? right? That's that's just it. I mean, I'm sure they're probably they probably they might be sitting back saying, "Yeah, we want to run this back." My wanna, desire, Manny, season with Cat being healthy with with playing up front with Rudy. Well, my desire for 15 years, Manny, has been to marry Jessica Alba. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that's 
that's where you know reality for them is going to have to kind of going to have to kind of sink in you know because this is just not cat making 50 plus million and then you know you got ant you know i don't know what what his first year you know or what his first um contract will look like exactly exactly but we're talking excess of 30 to 35 million dollars a year for ant and it's the max but not the super max right because the super max is in the next contract the super max would be in the next contract if he makes you know he hits escalators right well he he would if he makes like all-star a certain amount of all-star teams or like all nba teams like cats is a super max because he was third team all nba um last year so you know that that part of it is what is what escalates it. That's why they're talking about John Morant, the situation with John Morant. He didn't make an all NBA team this year. So his new contract that he's, that's going to start soon is not the actual super max, which it would have been had he been an all NBA player this year, which he should have been except for the off the court stuff. Finishing on towns. What does your gut tell you? And again, it should be noted uh, Manny, uh, formerly of the Raised by Wolves podcast with Dane Moore and, and, and uh, Danny Cunningham going back in the day, and I'm blanking on some other people that you'd have on the pod. So, Derek, Derek James, Steve McPherson. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Manny's not just a random guy talking Timberwolves. He, pay, he pays attention and follows it and, and knows a thing or two. So I, I take a little bit of what you say at face value. So the pressure's on. What's your gut? Man. It's so hard. To, it's on Ross. It's really hard to tell. I mean, I know that, you know, Portland has come up a lot, um, you know, but now you've got the rumors that, you know, are they, are they going to trade Dame to, to Miami, which I don't know how the heat, what the heat are going to be able to put together for a package to get him anyway. I mean, that's, you know, that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. The Knicks have come up, you know, Brooklyn, um, there's, I think, I think there was something that came out earlier this week with the potentially cat getting moved to the Rockets. You know, the Rockets have a lot of young pieces and draft picks and, and everything that they're going to maybe want to part ways with. And it sounds like they're going to aim hard at trying to get James Harden back, which I don't know if I want to pay him a super max or a contract like that at his age, but I don't know. I, at my, I, my gut it's hard to really get a, get a feel for what, what's going to happen. I do. I am in your camp though. I do think something is going to happen because I think they're going to realize that this current model is probably not sustainable going forward, just from a financial standpoint. And of the pieces that could potentially be moved, cat would bring back the most value. And if so, you wait, we'll a, if you wait a year, Manny, albeit the team that acquires him is going to have to pay him that money anyways. But if you yep. wait another year, that's I think a team might look at it at value next year, saying, "Well, we're going to get one more cost-effective year out of him before we really have to step up." I think that additional what twelve to fifteen million. So yeah, I mean, this it's, is it's probably just, a better time to do it anyways. Yeah, if if you if you wait till next summer before his new contract kicks in, then it, it's it's going to be, he'll be making the 50 plus million dollars. So it's just going to be more difficult to try and move because you're, then you're going to have to find, you're going to have to match salaries. You're, you're adding, you know, another, I don't know, 14, 15 million dollars to the table that you have to kind of account for when you're making a deal like that. So now it would, it would be easier than ever to move him and, 
you know, his value's still high. You, you have there's more time left on the contract, which helps, I think, in, in, in his particular case, that helps his value, I think. Um, so it to me, it just seems like it would make the most sense for something to happen this summer. But I don't know. We've been surprised by this league before. Who knows? Well, in best case scenario for the Timberwolves, at least in my mind, would be, uh, and again, you know this a bit better than I do, Manny, but the Wolves would have to take back not the exact same amount of money that they trade away, but I think they got to get back to like, what, 80% of the money that they trade away has to come back. But for the Wolves, what they would love is to take back the bulk of that money in players that have a year left on their deal. That way, all that money. Yep, because it only has to match for the one year that you make the trade. So if the Wolves were able to maybe get a draft pick or two, move Carl Anthony Towns and get a lot of pending cap relief, but maybe a player that's under contract for a couple years that they like, I think they would view that as an advantageous situation. Ideally, ideally, it's a player that kind of fits into the, you know, one of the players is is a guy that fits ideally into the same sort of age range as like a uh, yeah hands the window the time frame yep 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 uh, something that's advantageous to me almost every morning Manny as you know is my cup of beans coffee and by cup I actually should say cups it's a lot <laughs> but that's okay. Yes. My blood, coffee, though. my blood pressure's in good shape, so I can I can drink a fair amount of coffee. If you haven't been to coffeebybeans.com lately to check out their great blends of coffee, I encourage you to do so. The last time I was there, about a week ago, I counted 10 blends, including my favorites, the Perfectus blend and the Mikado. There really is something for everybody. Light roast, medium roast, dark roast. You can order by the bag or even set up a coffee subscription. It's super easy to do at coffeebybeans.com. It's so good. And, of course, it's right here in the great state of Minnesota. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT at checkout. That's SPORTSCHAT at checkout. One word, Beans Coffee Company. They ship anywhere in the U.S., and I'm very grateful to have them supporting this podcast. And they ship anywhere in the U.S. for free on orders of over $35 or more. Visit coffeebybeans.com. That's coffeebybeans.com. Use the promo code SPORTSCHAT and get yourself some delicious coffee. Well, Manny, it only took into mid-June. And you know what? Maybe somebody will wait three or four days to listen to this edition of the pod, and everything will have changed. But this is the best I have felt about the Minnesota Twins since they started 10-4. and four. <laughs> I, I feel like eventually they're going to start to put some separation between themselves and everybody else in the American League. And as we record this... On June 15th, it's at three and a half games. I really feel like two weeks from now, it'll be at five plus games. I'm feeling pretty good. Your thoughts on the local nine. Um, okay, hang on. Now well, I got to correct myself. I don't feel great. I feel good by comparison as to where I felt for like the last six weeks. That's that, I'm going to correct that statement. Yeah, well, it's funny. It's, you know, if. <laughs> If you put them in the American League East right now, they'd be in last place. That's kind of funny. Oh, you're so negative, Manny. Why are you and everybody who has anything to do with Score North so negative, Manny? (laughs) Um, It's, I don't know. I I, I guess I kind of have the same feelings about this team as I had last year. You know, maybe a little bit later on in the season. Um, You know, because it just, it's 
at, at this point last year, like they were still in first place, but you were starting to kind of because because last year they got out. It was the twenty nine, well, the twenty nine and sixteen or something like that, and we were we were feeling pretty good. And then it just kind of that was kind of the beginning of when things started to kind of unravel, and they had some injuries and everything that played a huge part of that. But you got to about the halfway point of the season, it was just like, yeah, this is just not. Even if they hang on and win this division, it's not going to be a team that does much. Well, because the, the of, pitching was a tr- like the starting pitching was atrocious. You basically had two and a half guys that were major league pitchers. Yeah, and and now this year, I I kind of have the same feelings, Ross, but for different, for like opposite reasons. It's like you feel good about the pitching, but now it's just like the lineup. You just don't. You just don't really know what you're going to get out of this it's, lineup, and you don't know how healthy they are. Yes, and it's it's just it's weird, man. And and the the guys, the key guys that they need to be productive offensively either have been hurt, or when they've been out there, they haven't looked very good. Um, you know, Polanco. You know, how healthy is Polanco going to be? Correa's been dealing with. Um, different sort of ailments, you know, namely the plantar fasciitis, you know, Buxton and, and you know, Kirillov. There's there's so many question marks about the key guys in this lineup that they need more than anybody else to be run producers. Um, so it just makes me kind of wonder, like, are we going to get to a point where the, it, this team is going to fall apart again but for the opposite reasons that they fell apart last year well and even on the pitching end the bullpen's been a train wreck outside of yep. duran they've had injuries in the bullpen uh don't forget that uh, tyler malley's arm fell off again funny where have we heard that and not not tyler's fault but just it's becoming a twins organizational issue maeda they, and, haven't, they haven't got much from this year and and you would think that with the bullpen troubles that would be a, a thing that they would go after at the trade deadline, right? Well, history. What does history tell yeah. us about the moves that they've made at the trade deadline for relief pitching? What about always worked out? There's a guy by the name of Yenier Cano pitching for the Baltimore Orioles. What could the <laughs> Twins trade Jorge Lopez for Yenier Cano? Uh, you know that might be. There might be. You might have something. There might be something to that, Ross. I so, wonder why. So I'll eat some crow on this one, even though I'm not convinced it'll last. I I can't tell you how many times on this podcast I said Yenny or Cano was the worst major league pitcher I've ever seen in my life. He was he was dreadful for the Twins. And by the way, you can't just blame it on the Twins. Go look at his entire career. He has not been a great pitcher. But suddenly he gets to Baltimore. Well, same thing with Jorge Lopez, though, too. Correct. Yeah. 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 Jorge Lopez was a pretty good pitcher, and now he's come here and he's been a train wreck. Yeah, well, so, he was. Remember, he was bad for a few years before last year, and then last year was when he really kind of blossomed into like this lights out reliever. And then the Twins traded for him, and the end of last year was kind of meh. And then this year, you're like, uh, "What is going on? <laughs> what is wrong with this guy?" And that's, but that's the thing, though, Ross. That's what makes it kind of troubling too. Is that the bullpens are so volatile? You just yeah. don't know. From one year to the next, from one month to the next, with these guys, who is really going to hold up? Now, Duran is, I think, I think we've seen enough of him that he's about as sure a thing as you can get, you know, provided he can stay healthy and everything. But everybody else, it's just everybody else in that pen is just kind of a crapshoot. Well, and just like hitting, uh, they don't say this, but the analogy has been made that if hitting's contagious, so is your bullpen. 
it tends to be when one or two guys start to pitch better, they all pitch better. And it makes sense because then guys slot in to where they, in theory, should be coming out in game situations. For context, if anybody's a little bit lost at last year's trade deadline, the Minnesota Twins went out and got Jorge Lopez. The throw-in to the trade was Yenier Cano, who is now one of the best relievers in Major League Baseball a year later. He's had some rougher outings as of late, but there was a stretch earlier this year where he was pretty darn unhittable. Manny, we'll close with this. We're going off the board. I like to do this every now and then. Mm-hmm. Al Pacino, a father at 83. His girlfriend, something I've never heard of, Nor Elfala, is only 29. Your thoughts? Pacino and De Niro both, man. Just legends, dude. <laughs> legends legends, legends in the bedroom or legends on the big screen? Just legends, man. Just <laughs> legends. I mean, it's uh, they're, they're all-timers, man. <laughs> All timers. I think that's all I can add. If you're listening to this podcast, you need to go watch it on YouTube because Mandy is doing the best he can to not die on on video right now. Uh, did you did you know this had happened? I just saw it before we started recording, so I thought I would hit you with it. Did you know? I knew nothing of this. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. I'm assuming that woman's famous. I but I have no idea who she is. Well, and I, I think there there was some. And I don't know how true it is. There was something that said that Pacino is like possibly denying that that the child is his or something like that. I don't know. It's uh, Hollywood is so weird to predict. I do know that Robert De Niro a few weeks ago did give birth to a child. And I think he did or his gal. Well, Well played. Good catch. Thank you. I have been up since five o'clock this morning. Minnesota so sports chat has learned. <laughs> uh, no, but uh, De Niro uh, and, and I think Robert De Niro 79, if I'm not mistaken. I think uh, Pacino's a couple years older, but yeah, man, both of them are just uh, great legendary actors. <laughs> Here's, I'll, just, I'll just say that. Here's what I'll close with. I would be shocked if Al Pacino is still alive when that kid graduates high school. That would make Al 101. Well, you know what? He seems to, he seems to be healthy. On the, on the bright side, that seems kid to healthy, seems to I'm be saying. healthy. Yeah, the, the, uh, We have learned the heart must be in good enough shape. Yes. And the kid will have plenty of plenty of cash, no doubt. Uh, at Manny Hill eighty four on Twitter, uh, one of the uh, I guess the main cog behind a new venture at uh, MPS with MPS Voices, a part of Jazz eighty eight. So learn more about that by checking out Jazz eighty eight dot com or what's the MPS Voices website, Manny? So it's Jazz eighty eight dot FM. The website. Oh my gosh! How did I butcher then, that? I used to work there. Jazz eighty eight dot FM. Yeah, yeah, Ross, come on, man. Damn um, so. And uh, mpsvoices.com. Perfect. Thank you, Manny. You got it, my friend. Anytime. That is the voice and the face of Mr. Manny Hill. Manny Hill 84 on Twitter. I would be the Ross Brendel, and I am the Ross Brendel. Thanking you so much for joining me on this edition of Minnesota Sports Chat. Inching our way to 200 editions. This was edition number 170. Thank you so much for listening. Please tell your family and friends. We'll be back again real soon.